You're listening to Partnernomics Podcast, where we discuss the art and science of developing successful strategic partnerships. To learn more about the suite of Partnernomics solutions, visit Partnernomics.com. Welcome back to another episode of Partnernomics Podcast. On today's show, we have Kelsey Peterson with us, and Kelsey is with HubSpot. She is one of the partnering gurus for HubSpot, so we're going to get a chance to learn about Kelsey's background and a little bit about uh, the work that she's doing at HubSpot. Kelsey, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Mark. I'm excited to be here. So Kelsey, if you wouldn't mind, I'd love to just start by having people share a little bit about their background, kind of their career, and how kind of where they got their start, and then how they got into this wild world of partnerships. It is a wild world. I actually started some years ago as a marketing and sales consultant, and I worked at an agency that was uh, technology agnostic, right? So whatever my client's tech stack was, was my tech stack. And I found that I enjoyed working with HubSpot the most. And so I started chatting with HubSpot over a couple of years, actually. Eventually came over to HubSpot to work in our customer success organization. I worked with our strategic accounts, spent a couple of years there, and then really found that what I enjoyed most was that partnership aspect and those deep relationships. And now I'm on our strategic partnership team at HubSpot. So were you a client of HubSpot or how did you get to know about HubSpot? So my clients used HubSpot. So I myself did not. I actually was sort of working just on behalf of the agency. And so I worked in HubSpot. I worked in some of our competitors and found that the usability of HubSpot was what interested me the most, what you were able to accomplish with the software. And that's when I started those conversations. And eventually, it was actually about two years later, came to join HubSpot. Yeah, so we're clients. We're clients of HubSpot and have been for quite a few years. It's an amazing tool. I can't imagine trying to do the things <laughs> that HubSpot does for us. I can't imagine trying to do those things manually. But uh, for those people that might not be familiar with what HubSpot is, can you share a little bit uh, about your solution? Yeah, definitely. So first of all, very excited to hear that you are a client of HubSpot. Um, we have over 95,000 uh, paying customers at HubSpot. And really what we are is at its core, we are a CRM. So we help small, medium, large organizations grow better through our CRM. And then built on top of that, we have marketing, sales, service, and CMS hubs. So it's really, uh, it's prescriptive for what the client is going to be trying to accomplish. And because we have these different hubs, and then of course our larger app ecosystem, we grow with our clients and our customers. Okay. So... You're in partnering at HubSpot. What does that mean? What, what kind of partnerships do you work in? And what, uh, what are some of the things that you do on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, so we have a lot of partnerships within HubSpot, as you can imagine. So we have our app ecosystem. We have 600 integrations that live within there. Uh, then we have our business development strategic partnership org, and that's where I work. These are really like a handful of partners whom we have exceptional relationships with. They tend to be larger companies and we tend to have um, deep integrations and really meaningful go-to-market initiatives with these folks. And then we have other uh, partner orgs within HubSpot, our corporate development. We have a HubSpot for startups program that provides discounting for startup organizations and then our ventures arm as well. So there's a, there's a wide breadth of uh, partnership orgs within HubSpot. So it sounds like there's there's relationships on 
probably even like the marketing branding side just to kind of help continue to get the name HubSpot out there globally. And then there's definitely some technology partnerships where uh, HubSpot integrates with other solutions and we take advantage of a lot of those integrations as well. And then there's more like sales oriented relationships where you guys go to market with, with some of your other partners um, just to, to help you know, get, get deeper into those accounts or to leverage those relationships that have been set up uh, before you as a way to you, uh, for HubSpot to get additional clients. Is that accurate? Definitely. And the last piece that you kind of touched upon is we have a huge agency partner organization. And so we really rely a lot on our agencies. They help our customers grow better. They service these accounts that they're seeing the most meaningful value out of HubSpot as well. So there is definitely a lot to the partnership org. Yeah. It just seems that with uh, the proliferation of technology, all of these cool apps that are out there, integrations, interoperability. There's just so many different opportunities to partner and to grow. But I'm interested to know, you know, just from your seat at HubSpot, what are some of the different opportunities that you see before you? I mean, with your team and some of the things that you guys are executing against to continue to grow the company. Yeah, so I think there are a lot of opportunities at hand for us. HubSpot has really shifted from being we originated as an app. We were a marketing app. That was HubSpot's first story. And then we kind of evolved into, well, hold on, actually we're a suite. We have marketing and we have sales and then we added service and now the CMS for websites. And and now we position ourselves really as a platform. And so HubSpot, the core CRM can live at the center. And then depending on whatever is the right fit for our customer, for their tech stack, we want to have that accessibility so that they can have an integration that makes sense for them. So that for us is why we've put so much focus on our app ecosystem and we've over doubled in size in the last year going to 600 integrations because we recognize that a lot of these specifically medium-sized companies have a lot they need to accomplish and we want to make sure to accommodate for that. That's a huge opportunity for us. So I remember years ago, whenever we first uh, got on with HubSpot, it was inbound marketing was the thing and an inbound yep. marketing engine. But it sounds like uh, you, you guys have kind of broadened the message that it's, it's more than just inbound marketing. Totally. We've shifted from, that's still at the core, I would say, but we've shifted from that funnel, the idea of you attract folks to your website, you engage with them when they're there with meaningful content, and then you convert and you delight them as a customer. So that was the funnel that we had for some time. And now we've shifted to the flywheel. And the idea of the flywheel, there's actually some pretty cool visuals online, is that the customer is at the core of everything that you do and that you operate around that. And so to your point, it's not just enough to attract folks and engage with them. You need to have meaningful relationships and build upon that. And so that's definitely the change over the last couple of years. It just seems like your guys' story is really the story of a lot of innovative companies where it's, it's looking at that innovation, but really staying focused on the client. What does the client need? And we call it making the easy button as big as possible. So instead of being a product or a service uh, you know, oriented company, being a solutions oriented company, how can you make the solution, how can you make the easy button as big as possible? So the customer has to hit one thing, but they solve a lot of different problems. And it's cool whenever we work with companies to see how innovation, just innovation has to be a piece of the story. 
of the company. I mean, if you're if you're sitting still, you're drowning. <laughs> and that's Absolutely. not a good place to be. No, so I, I love that. I love the easy button. We often say at HubSpot, frictionless. How can we reduce the experience? And that's another way to say that same term is how yeah. can you make it most accessible? Because people are busy. People are busier than ever before. And so it's important for us to make sure that the experience is as easy as possible so that they're able to accomplish and grow better. Yeah. So Kelsey, tell me, what is it about this role in partnering that attracted you the most? It sounds like you're having a, a pretty good time, having a lot of fun, learning some good stuff. What is it about this role that's attracted you? So I think when I was working with strategic accounts, I really found value in these deeper relationships. And I recognized that there was a more macro level to that. I was trying to make sure that we could do the best you know, the best for each customer. And then I started, as I worked more closely with some of these integrations, realizing, well, there's also another layer to this, which is how do we decide what products to go to market with? How do we decide, how are we meaningfully solving for the customer, right? Which is a big part of what we're trying to accomplish. And so that's when I began to think about what happens in strategic partnerships. And I actually had a few conversations with folks over in this org. And then when I saw the opportunity to join the team, when I saw the job board posting, I think I may have been the first application. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So how was the role different? I guess, you know, whenever you were in your previous role or roles, right, even with other companies, but then you step into this partnering role, is it different? If so, how is it different? That's a good question. I think the biggest similarity across my last several roles has been keeping the focus on the customer and the goal and the why. And that's been really consistent across when I was a consultant, when I worked with customers and strategic accounts, certainly in the partnership space, I think it can be easy to be distracted by, oh, what if we did this? And what if we had a webinar for that? And that's well and good, but the question is always, okay, well, hold on, what are we trying to accomplish? And that needs to tie back to the customer experience. And so I think that's probably the biggest similarity across my, the last eight, 10 years or so, I would say in the strategic partnership org, it's really interesting because we are continuing to evolve and, and test and iterate and grow these partnerships. We're able to produce new functionality, right? So we just launched something with Google ads uh, off on conversion tracking. And that was something that we didn't have before. We recognized a need and we were able to solve for that. So that's where it's, a little bit cooler to be able to have that direct impact. Yeah, that's so awesome. I'm going to make sure and really stay in touch with you so, so you can give me a heads up on all the cool functionality that's coming and all the new integrations. The inside <laughs> scoop for sure. Yeah, yeah getting the inside <laughs> scoop here. Kelsey, tell me about uh, what, what's, what's something that, that you've done throughout your career that's been a really cool win uh, in this partnering space, maybe a new partner that you found or a cool integration that just really opened up a lot of doors. Yeah, we just actually, this is incredibly timely. We launched an integration with QuickBooks. And actually, this is a beautiful dovetail. This is a happy accident off of the last thing we spoke of, which is we recognized that there was a need. We had these small to medium-sized businesses and they were doing their invoicing, but maybe they were working out of sheets or maybe they didn't have a CRM and they weren't quite sure who paid what when. So that was the problem. And then we realized, well, gosh, HubSpot has a free CRM, free always, 100% of the time. And QuickBooks has 
this huge audience. And so we partnered with QuickBooks to figure out how can we integrate seamlessly? How can we make sure that there's an opportunity for these organizations to know whom they're connecting with, what the payment status looks like, all of those specific details. And so we just launched that partnership and it's very early yet, but uh, preliminary signs are very positive. And that's something that I'm really excited about. Ryan McDermott, he's the director of strategic partnerships. He led that initiative and it's, it's pretty unique. It's something that we hadn't had a ton of experience or activated historically. So this was a really cool go-to-market for us. Yeah, I can see tons of alignment there, you know, of how customers, you know, obviously use QuickBooks, but also uh, maybe some some opportunities to step in and leverage a lot of the capabilities that, uh, you know, that HubSpot offers. I, I can definitely see that one being a huge win, really grown into something awesome. That's what we're excited about. And I think it, it perfectly aligns with HubSpot because we do have this free functionality and you can get a really cool integration at that free tier. And then when folks are seeing more value and they are growing and they do want more automation and they do want the next step, we're available to scale to provide that. So that's why it felt like a really good fit. And it, it all ties back into the why, what was the challenge that the customer or potential customer is having and how can we do something to make that a little bit easier, make the, make the easy button expand, right? Yeah, I love that. Uh, so Kelsey, I want you to share with us you know, whenever you stepped into this role of partnering for the first time, how did you start to, to learn what it means to do this partnering thing and to negotiate deals and kind of and looking at kind of investigating these different opportunities and having those conversations with uh, the QuickBooks of the world? How did you learn? I think I learned in a few ways. I feel really lucky that I have an incredible team. And so I worked really closely with Ryan, who's the director, and then Christian Luciano, she's our uh, senior manager on the team. So I, I did a good bit of observing, right? You join the team, you spend those first 60 days or so just like a sponge, right? Uh, and I think I did quite a bit of that. I also did a lot of research. So I know Partneronomics has information about this. HubSpot, of course, has our blog. Crossbeam is another blog that we really admire. And so I did a lot of reading, a lot of listening, a lot of absorbing. And I started to try to leverage, I call it kind of like the new brain of, huh, why do we do that, right? And, and I kept it to myself for some time and I sort of documented. And then once you have a better sense of what goes on in this partner world, you can go back and figure out where you were on track and then where maybe there are opportunities for improvement. So for me, it was really about listening, absorbing, and um, securing as many resources as possible. There's so much out there. So really it was a matter of figuring out where to spend my time. It is such a wide, I call it a wide role. You know, just the breadth is forever wide and obviously we can go as deep as we want, but, um, the people that seem to be great, what we call partner development leaders, right? These people that are in this seat, you know, leading these partnerships, um, it's not just one or two aspects that they're really good at, but it truly is understanding kind of the full scope of the business. I think it was uh, Jay McBain. I was chatting with him last week and he had mentioned that being in a partner development role is a lot like being a CEO, just because the, you can touch any part of the business at any time. And it really takes a certain mindset to be, to be successful in that role, to, to like it, to enjoy it, to love it, but then also to, to thrive in that, in that sort of role. 
Um, I'd like for you to chat a little bit, uh, Kelsey, about, um, you know, like long-term relationships, right? So I tried to kind of segment partnering between a very transactional kind of short-term, uh, you know, relationships that we have, but truly in this world of strategic partnering, that's more of what I call the other end of the continuum where we're building these long-term relationships and kind of seeing this vision of putting something together that's going to create a lot of value for people. What is What are your thoughts or recommendations, your approach whenever it comes to building that long-term relationship? Yeah, I think the, the biggest piece is ensuring that you are clear on the why, which I know I've said before, but I really, I would say once a day, I ask myself, okay, peel everything back. Why, why is this happening? Why are we doing this? What is the goal? So when you're clear on the why, it kind of is a pillar that you and your partner can go back to and recognize what the focal point is. And I would say we're fortunate in the strategic partner space because we're able to work with our partners closely, right? So you start to know that so-and-so has a son who has a t-ball game. There is that piece of it that it starts to feel like uh, if it's friendly, right? There's something really special to that. Uh, and I think when you have that goodwill and you have sort of the, the pillar that you're focusing on together, that mutual goal, it makes it easier to have the open dialogue and the accountability conversations because those are also all coming from a place of trying to accomplish this mutual goal. And from that lens, I think those conversations come more naturally. At the end of the day, it's all about people, right? It's about people <laughs> yeah. and it's about relationships. You know, we say businesses, you know, companies don't do business with companies. People do business with people and people form these relationships um, and, and execute these partnerships. But it, it all comes down to people and relationships and, and those, you know, building that. Kelsey, what is one of the most, I guess, misunderstood parts of partnering that, that you have seen so far in your career? I think that I'll take uh, ownership of this. I had a, a misconception that the, the, the tricky part would be navigating the relationship externally. But what I found is that there's actually so much alignment that needs to happen internally that gets a little bit glossed over. And especially HubSpot has 4,000 employees uh, close to that at this point. And so there are so many moving parts, right? And if you're trying to produce an integration or go to market, you need product and engineering, you want marketing and sales alignment, of course, you need finance and legal, there's so much buy in that's happening across. And so I think uh, I, that's something that I maybe wasn't quite as expecting. But what's valuable is, again, when you're internal, you are really focused on as long as you can get everybody clear on the goal, you are typically able to, to move the needle there. But that was something that I think surprised me about uh, greater partnerships because they're so often thought of as you and the other team. And there's also the you as a part of your greater org. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think you hit the nail on the head as companies continue to get larger, bigger, there's just more players, more initiatives. And uh, we just become more complicated as an organization, as we bring on more and more people as we grow. But uh, it, it is job one, to your point, job one is getting alignment internally, right? Getting everybody on the same page. Here's what we're trying to do. Here's how we're going to do it. Here's what success looks like. This is, this is the finish line that we're driving towards. And it's amazing how many companies we work with that 
hop over the fence, start doing this partnering thing, but they don't have a clear picture of what winning looks like internally. And so that is absolutely job one. So that's awesome that, uh, that, that you made that observation because it is so, so critical. Absolutely yeah, critical. Definitely. Um, what is the most rewarding part that you found being in this partnering role so far? I would say that solving for the customers has been what I personally have enjoyed most. And so really finding, securing these relationships and promoting these partnerships that complement HubSpot and ultimately help our customers to grow better has been, I think, part of what most attracted to me to the role and in the role is what I'm finding certainly to be true. So I would say that is probably the biggest piece is HubSpot, no company, no software can be everything for everyone. And through our partnerships, we're unlocking so much value for our customers. And that's something that I've really enjoyed, especially having taken so many years on the customer side and knowing their experience. It, it's really rewarding to be on this side of it. Yeah. So what kind of, I want to ask you this, what kind of advice would you give to a young professional that is thinking that this partnering thing sounds really fun. <laughs> so they want to go down this path. What kind of advice would you give to him or her to help get them down this path? I think that the education piece is huge. And so what, what I found is that almost everybody in the partnership or anybody I connect with, it's not it's not the case that they majored in partnerships in college, right? <laughs> there is plenty of opportunity. I, for example, majored in philosophy and Spanish, right? So it's the case that I think pursue what you want academically and then really set yourself up to be learning and growing. And so back to, you know, your resources and HubSpot and Crossbeam and so much of what's out there is really like actively listening, having conversations when the opportunity presents themselves. If you can connect with a mentor, I don't have one designated mentor, but there are several people um, from whom I've secured pretty incredible advice over the years. And so I think like that is an opportunity that always having the conversation and that's also very much the BD mindset anyway. So it'll serve you well shifting into uh, this part of the business. Yeah. Well, Kelsey, you mentioned having a, a mentor or having multiple mentors or at least people that, uh, that you take advice from. I'm going to ask you, what, what's some of the best advice that you have received from people that, um, that are in kind of this mentoring role to you? I think, especially some years ago, the best advice I received was around combating the imposter syndrome. So for anybody listening who maybe isn't familiar, the imposter syndrome is that kind of self-doubt, self right? Oftentimes when you're new in a role, it's sort of the, who am I to be doing X? And I think that, I think it's pretty natural. And I actually think a little dose of it is healthy. So I'm not here to say we shouldn't be second guessing ourselves or we shouldn't be thinking critically and analytically. But I had a, a colleague once who said that she worded the imposter syndrome differently. She said, it's you don't feel how you imagined somebody in that role felt. And that was an interesting perspective because you look at somebody, you might look at somebody who's a CEO or an SVP and imagine how they feel. And I bet in your, when you're in that role, you realize, oh gosh, actually I still have questions and I'm still not sure. And I think that, that dismantling that is really important. And I would say definitely for people shifting their careers or newly moving into the partnership space, that was something that was really helpful for me to hear. Yeah. 
I think uh, this this partnering role, as we had talked about before, it's so wide. There's it it touches. It can touch any part of the business. So I, I would say. If, if somebody is, is of the mindset that they have to have all the answers in order to be comfortable, the partnering role is probably not the right role for them. And if it is a, a role where you love to learn, love to dig in, love to meet people, and just constantly look for a better way, whether it's product, it's process, it's whatever, if you like to dig in and continually look for better ways, this partnering role may be the right thing because no two days are, are ever alike, it doesn't seem. I totally agree. And and I think that some of what we do can feel really opaque at first because it is, it's the first time. It can be the first time that you've tried to accomplish a certain goal or build a certain partnership and getting comfortable navigating the gray or I have heard getting comfortable being uncomfortable is important. And I think that that definitely serves you well. And then also being comfortable tossing out some work. I definitely, in my early part of my career, if I spent some time to something, I felt an attachment to it. In in partnerships, it necessitates that you are willing to say, hey, that worked at that time. And we've evolved and we recognize X iteration needs to happen next. Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh... Yeah, there's so many good quotes. Well, Apple is such, whenever it comes to innovation, they're just so well known for being so awesome at innovating. And uh, there's quotes where for every good idea or for every great idea they say yes to, it's a thousand good ideas that they have to say no to. And even if we think there's a product, there's an initiative, there's something that can be profitable, just because it can be profitable doesn't mean that we do it. You know, just because we, we have to keep our, our, our why the company itself, why do we exist? What are we trying to do? And there's only so many resources and only so many hours in a day. So uh, the importance of, of staying focused there. Kelsey, one last question before we let you go. I want to kind of dig back into the resource side or the education side. Are there any any books that you've maybe read recently or maybe some, I don't know, podcasts or just different resources that you've come across just as a professional um, that uh, have been intriguing to you that you found some value out of that uh, you'd like to share? Sure. So I, I think I'll share this more broadly uh, outside of the partnership space because I've, I've listened and there's definitely some partnership resources. I've already referenced a few. When you mentioned Apple, it made me think of um, Bob Iger and I think it's called The Ride of My Life. And he was the Disney CEO. Really great book, Understanding His Perspective. It actually does tie into partnerships. There's a piece around, I hope I'm not perpetuating misinformation, but there's a piece around, there was like an alligator incident and the accident with a, a small child and how he managed that and, and didn't look for the legal actions and he immediately did what he knew to be right. And I think that a big part of that is being true to who you are. And I found his book really, really interesting. I actually read it a bit ago. I might circle back on it now that I'm talking about it. Um, and then- I would say uh, Brene Brown actually has a podcast and she talks about uh, the FFT. I'll let you guesstimate on the first F, the next two are first time. And it's a nice mantra of remembering that things innately will go awry when you're having a first go at something and that that's okay. So that was, that came at a, it was a well-timed podcast uh, not too long ago for me. So those are two that are top of mind, I would say. Awesome. Well, Kelsey, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Congratulations on your uh, awesome career that you have rocking at HubSpot. And 
keep all those integrations, keep all the awesome stuff coming at HubSpot. We, uh, we enjoy being clients of your guys's and uh, let's keep in touch. That sounds great. Thank you, Mark. Partnernomics podcast is brought to you by Partnernomics. Learn how to leverage the power of partnership. To listen to more episodes of Partnernomics podcast, visit partnernomics.com.